A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studio, where I feel like I've sitting been sitting entirely too long today, given that we did the radio show right here today as well. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great folks at Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, bet on playoff football with up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager in the Zen Sports app. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Go to amandajgentry.com for more information. TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMav closed today for all classes, but back up and running later this week as everybody starts to thaw out. TrueMavFitness.com for your first workout free. If you've been cooped up in the house, you feel like you need to get your sweat on. Once we get loose of this thing, TrueMav Fitness has you covered. So the Dallas Cowboys get blowed out over the weekend, and it creates a lot of questions in the NFL atmosphere. They were not the only teams to take an L. Of course, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Browns all bounced out of the first of the weekend, of course, with everything playing out between the Bills and the Steelers today. That got a lot closer than I think anybody was anticipating, and of course, uh, the finale with the Eagles and the Bucks going on around us. But with everything that took place, the Cowboys suffered the most embarrassing defeat of any team that lost. The Rams put up a good fight. Miami never had a chance in Kansas City and Cleveland. Uh, the fun ride that has been the Joe Flacco Express came to a crashing end, uh, culminating with two pick sixes in the fourth quarter and a 45 to 14 final score. So with all that being said, Dallas has not made a change yet, but is very much on the table to make a change with Mike McCarthy as the head coach, as you'll hear from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network here in just a second. The question that I'm going to pose to you is this, will Mike Vrabel be coaching in 2024 or sit out? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. They'll put you in position to succeed. So what's more likely to happen in 2024? Will Mike Vrabel coach or will Mike Vrabel sit out? I've talked to you guys about that before, talked to a lot of people around Mike. You know, he's obviously not even... Uh, been uh been doing interviews as of Monday he's been taking some time away as teams work through the virtual interview process teams cannot conduct in-person interviews until the 22nd so he's looking around at the landscape and saying all right I'm gonna be able to take my time in ways that other candidates would not otherwise be and potentially, if the fit is not right, take a step back, look around, whether that's TV or just a year off the way that John Robinson did, kind of work my way through this. But with the Cowboys gig and whatever happens in Philadelphia, because I don't think you could entirely rule that out either, this may cause two pretty significant dominoes in the NFL coaching carousel. I guess I'm mixing my metaphors there, but even still could have a pretty substantial domino effect on, on teams that have job openings in the landscape. And Dallas, while it's not open as we sit here tonight, 
certainly feels like it could be right among those with Mike McCarthy's catastrophic ending to another 12 and five season. Three 12 and five seasons, but um, one and three in the postseason is uh, unacceptable um, in Dallas and certainly kind of goes in line with the level of choking that you as- associate the Cowboys having done over the course of the last couple of years. This was Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network kind of detailing where things stand with McCarthy and the Cowboys right now. Yeah, what he wants is championships. And and that's one of the most interesting and most difficult things here is that so much of what Mike McCarthy has done during the regular season has been excellent. This was an offensive juggernaut. It's a really, really good, strong regular season. They won the East. They were in at home, undefeated, in position to do everything they wanted to do in the playoffs. Mike McCarthy accomplished like, everything you could in the regular season. And then it all went absolutely the opposite direction in the playoffs. Just one playoff win in his four seasons. He does have one year left on his contract. Now, they have allowed Jason Garrett, when he was coach, to coach the final year of his contract without an extension. Potentially could be something you would do with Mike McCarthy, although generally this is decision time for an organization. My understanding, no decision as of right now has been made. And as Jane mentioned, would not be surprised if they took a couple days to take stock in what they think of Mike McCarthy, and then what other options would be available. One potential other option that would be available would be Dan Quinn, who is, of course, in their own building, their defensive coordinator. Bad situation yesterday. Nobody on defense played well. Nobody called the the defense well. All of that said, Dan Quinn's still a very hot head coaching candidate. He has four interviews lined up. He's got the Panthers and the Titans. That is going to be on Wednesday He's got the Commanders on Thursday, and then he's got the Chargers on Friday. I also would expect the Seahawks to put in a request to speak to their former assistant, Dan Quinn, as well. So that's Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and get up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager. Zen Sports has all the best bets for all your favorite major sports. You can even be in consideration for their VIP program, which provides you with excellent comps, all kinds of odds, boosts, and promotions. Zen Sports is the way to play. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. With, uh, by the way, that last part about Dan Quinn interviewing for the Titans job, among others, after that disastrous Cowboys ending after allowing 48 points to the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love at home in what is the first home loss of the year for the Cowboys, just nightmare fuel type of stuff. Looking at Vrabel in the landscape of this. So here's what I know. Stephen Jones, son of Jerry Jones, and Mike Vrabel have a great relationship. They are, beyond just, you know, both being in the NFL, uh, Stephen Jones, by the way, is the executive vice president, um, director of player personnel, and CEO of the Dallas Cowboys. Mike and Stephen Jones are two of the eight sitting members of the competition committee. They know each other well. They've worked with each other a lot. Stephen Jones loves Mike Vrabel, and they have a good working relationship. Now, ultimately, Mike would have to agree to work for Jerry, and Jerry would have to be interested in working with Mike, which there's no guarantee that that would be the case, but that he already has Dallas's ear should something become available, should not be discounted in all of this. For whatever you think 
of Mike Vrabel and the power play that he pulled or did not pull, was not able to pull off here in Tennessee and ended up getting bitten in the ass about it. Money talks. The answer to all of your questions will always be money, and Dallas has more of it than anybody, just about anybody, except now that Walmart is in the NFL ownership game with both the Broncos and the Rams. Perhaps they don't have, perhaps Jerry's oil is not good enough to beat Walmart, but still, you understand my point. Jerry's got it, and he can put down a pretty compelling offer, something that would match, you know, what we talk about with the Ohio States and college programs of the world. We, We've kind of floated the idea. By the way, I, I, what I've gotten back on Mike Vrabel in college is a resounding hell no. That's not something that's on the table. College football is a mess right now for coaches, and I don't think that's something that you should expect to see. I would see, I would uh, imagine he's going to be an NFL head coach this cycle, or he'll sit out and take time to kind of reevaluate what makes the most sense for him. Um, but I think it's a fascinating gig with everything that's going around. And I think that we will see more of that come to the fore over the course of the next couple of days and weeks. It is a pretty compelling discussion though. Mike Vrabel, uh, the cowboy hat picture and everything that goes into that. Um, I think that, uh, I think that ultimately what you have is, you know, just kind of everybody hanging by a thread, waiting to see what kind of move Dallas makes before uh, things start to roll. Now, obviously, these teams aren't going to make hires until they can do in-person interviews. They can't do in-person interviews until the 22nd. So we have a lot more time before these things actually start to kick up and move. But with uh, with everything that's going on, I would not sleep on Dallas as being interested in Mike Vrabel. I know they work well together, and that's, uh, or I know they have worked well together. Whether whether they would work well together in an extended kind of sample size remains to be seen. What I want to talk about next is how you feel about your coaching search right now, and we'll uh, discuss at length together. The thing that I want to ask you tonight is this: How would you describe of the ten candidates? And then there's been there's been one more since we wrapped up the radio show today of the ten candidates. Uh, that the Tennessee Titans have requested interviews from. How would you describe them right now? The latest is the Panthers offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. I know that is uh, something that is going to raise some eyebrows given how the Panther season went, but good coordinators can make bad head coaches. Guys who have not had success being coordinators um, can make good head coaches. That's not necessarily so, right? Mike Vrabel was not a good defensive coordinator and made a good head coach. Mike Vrabel is a good head coach, even if he's not a great head coach. Was not uh, you would not have thought of Mike Vrabel as that, other than you know, winner for all time and leader guy. If you were just judging him off his resume as a defensive coordinator, the one year in Houston, a position coach every other year, but that. Uh, I think that the. Uh, I think that the that there's a lot of stuff that makes sense about this uh, about this group of 10, 10 candidates who the Titans have conducted four interviews. By the way, they've requested ten people, but they uh, have interviewed four already as we sit here on Monday night. And there's a clip from Amy Adams Strunk uh, that I think is worth paying attention to from her hostage video that she did with Mike Keith in the absence of taking questions media that she does not employ. She decided to sit down with our dear friend and colleague, Mike Keith's voice of the Titans, and give that uh, five-minute interview on just a little over five minutes on 
various questions that she knew fans wanted answered, uh, even though the answers to those things uh, were not necessarily the level of satisfactory that I think uh, that I think either you or I should expect. So you'll hear from Amy Adams Strunk here in a minute. I do think that it's important to note that she did mention um, that that she what she did mention does not exclusively make the Titans' job about an offensive-minded head coach, and I'll let her explain that thought process to you here in just a second. Right after I remind you that the primetime program is made possible by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Nobody will go above and beyond for you the way that Amanda J. and her team do. Wherever justice demands, her law offices and her staff are there to fight for your constitutional rights, for your protections the way that so many of us either are ignorant to or feel like we're being exploited. Amanda is there to not just protect you, not just fight for you, but help educate you about the places that you should have those proper protections. AmandaJGentry.com for more information. Trust the best in the business. Trust the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. So how would you describe the list of 10 coaching interview requests that the Tennessee Titans have made thus far. Before we, uh, before I give you my descriptor, I want you to hear from Amy Adams Drunk, as I mentioned, the aforementioned hostage video that she did with Mike Keith upon the firing of Mike Vrabel, beyond just the statement that she put out, about what was going to go in to her criterion for the Titans' next head coach. Specifics about specifics in the search now. A lot of people are saying that Amy Adams Strunk is only going to consider someone with an offensive background to be the head coach. Is that true? Actually, no. I believe we need to improve across the board. So it's important to find someone that brings in, you know, a lot of diverse ideas and fresh perspective. And that's the most important thing in that new head coach. All right, let me take that a step further. So then what you're saying is you're going to be very interested in the staff that a potential head coach can show you when he talks to you. Yes, uh, that's going to be very important. The head coach is the leader in the face, but you know, that staff is super important. So, we're going to we're going to want him to bring in strong candidates and we want to hear who he's going to bring in. So that's Amy Adams Strunk meeting with uh, Mike Keith. You know, I make jokes about the hostage video, but that's the only thing that we have to go off of. And it does look a bit like a hostage video. So that's what we're going to call it. Uh, a to Z Sports Primetime is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. It was closed today for all classes, but TrueMath getting ready to be back up and operational tomorrow. Uh, to satisfy your workout needs. If you need to get out of the house, if you need to burn some energy, if you need a new way to work out, TrueMath Fitness is the way to go. Your first workout is free at TrueMathFitness.com. So Amy's saying, you know, not necessarily has, it does not necessarily have to be a coach with an offensive background. It does not necessarily have to be an offensive coordinator who's going to be the head coach and call plays here. That it's just as much about the staff as it is the person that they hire to run it. And that all those things will be taken into consideration by her, by Rand Carthon, by Rand Carthon's staff. Um, I'm sure Burke Nyhill, the Titans uh, CEO and team president, will have some input and some say as uh, as well as they work their way through this thing. And 
you know, I know a lot of people are going to jump out and say, well, they need to hire an offensive coach. They need to focus everything around Will Levis. They need to do this and that. And the offense is the only thing that's going to keep them competitive or the, the biggest thing that's going to keep them competitive in today's modern day NFL. And I would largely agree with you. But you can, Dan Campbell, my, hell, Mike Vrabel is the best example of this. Dan Campbell is just the most recent where Mike Vrabel had coordinators in Matt LaFleur and Arthur Smith that allowed him to thrive as a CEO head coach. Now, how far away from that Mike got as he promoted internally with Todd Downing and then Tim Kelly after that? All those different things that kind of saw this situation depreciate and fester to the point that it was no longer salvageable. Again, he's not blameless in the reason that he no longer has a job with the Tennessee Titans. But I do think that you can hire a defensive head coach, whether it's Antonio Pierce, who is not a defensive coordinator, but a linebackers coach and who is beloved by Las Vegas, who saw them have considerably more success after Josh McDaniels was fired and he took over in his stead. I think that that is a situation that could totally exist here. I think it's less likely because they are very keen. They're very sensitive to optics right now. That's why they've been out there trying to combat things um, that they did not like about the athletics piece, about Joe Rexroth saying that the Titans have an ownership problem, which uh, she's not a problem until this thing goes south, right, in Amy? And she's been justified in her decision-making, I think, even if you don't necessarily agree with how she drew the conclusions of her decision-making. I know that optically she's getting dragged. The organization is getting dragged for firing Mike Grable because, uh, you know, frankly, and this is not something that I just say offhand, and I, I know some this bothers you guys sometimes when we talk about the Titans this way, but quantifiably, uh, I, I, was talk, I was talking to people at The Athletic this week, um, talking to Joe and Diana, and uh, Joe Rexford and Diana, who were, wrote that very, very detailed piece about everything that led up to the firing of Mike Vrabel and all those interactions or lack of interactions to resolve the situation between he and Amy Adams Strunk. And what they told me was that that was the best performing piece on The Athletic this week. And it was super compelling, right? Super compelling. But the reason that it was one of the best uh, performing articles on TheAthletic.com this week on a week that was crazy, on a week that saw Nick Saban retire, uh, Bill Belichick get pushed out, Pete Carroll um, be removed from his spot in Seattle, along with all the other coaching carousel things that are going on, is that the name Mike Vrabel has a higher Q rating than the franchise Tennessee Titans, that Mike Vrabel's name is carrying a lot of news in all this. And now that Dallas is interested, you will see that interest continue to peak that Mike Vrabel is the more interesting between the two subjects to people who are consuming NFL news as a whole is probably not, maybe it's surprising to you, maybe it's not, given that he is the head coach of the Titans and how could he have a higher Q rating than the uh, than the organization that fired him? But that's been the case, optically. The Titans, um, whether that's right or wrong, have been made to look like dummies in all of this, or are being perceived as dummies Dummies in all of this. I'm not saying that they are. I'm not saying that they're not. I just don't think that we have enough information to make a determination on this, other than the relationship became untenable, and Amy Adams Strunk made a decision to move on, which is well within her rights. Now, that can be a satisfactory discussion here. It's not a satisfactory discussion for everywhere else, 
like pro football talk where Mike Florio is writing that the Titans are the latest example of how not to handle a great head coach. Again, Mike Vrabel is a good head coach. He did not accomplish anything of greatness here, but they're losing the PR battle because they've painted Mike Vrabel as the thing that's the Titans' entire identity, and then they fired their identity and let the other part of their identity and Derrick Henry walk. So who are the Tennessee Titans right now? And by the way, that's a good question. That's a fair question. I don't know who the hell they are right now, other than that Will Levis is the most important thing about them and that everything done this offseason and the coaching search or otherwise needs to be done in service of Will Levis at quarterback. So how would I would describe the list of candidates that's out there uh, of the 10 that they have currently requested to interview and of the four that they've done, by the way, they've interviewed Mike Kafka, uh, Antonio Pierce. Um, they have interviewed Brian Callahan and they have also uh, completed virtual interview with Mike McDonald, who is the Ravens defensive coordinator. So three guys who were not in the postseason and one who was on the bye. You will start to see them complete interviews with people who played in the wild card round starting tomorrow at the latest. That's just a part of the NFL's rules and regulations for how teams are allowed to work their way through this stuff. We'll wrap things up with, in case you missed it, uh, Bert is not going to do it. I'm going to do it today because Bert has, uh, Bert is staying in a hotel tonight doing his uh, duty to make sure that he can be at the radio station tomorrow and that the weather conditions have not allowed him to travel back and forth. He is uh, bunked up in a hotel, so I said, don't worry about it, bud. I've got it covered because I've got the perfect video for what you guys may have missed over the weekend. Now, I don't think anybody missed the reaction that took place in Dallas, but it's going to make you laugh out loud. Which fan base took the toughest L over the weekend in Super Wild Card Weekend, even though I know we're still waiting on the nightcap to wrap up? On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, uh, we will uh, we will get to that here in just a second, right after I remind you that Primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address, Without the stress and the Intel edge, you need to succeed. That can be only found at GaryAshton.com. Uh, which fan base took the biggest L this weekend? The Rams, they're not the biggest fan base. They're not the most passionate fan base. LA is kind of like, eh, you know, if they make it to the Super Bowl, we'll check in. But being bounced by Detroit yesterday, not ideal. You have teams like Pittsburgh that were expected to lose, put up a better fight than you might have otherwise thought but ultimately ended up being outlasted by Buffalo. That's not a bad L. It's kind of an expected L. Cleveland, kind of just the happy-to-be-here team with all the stuff that they've had to work through, with all the injuries that they've had to work through. Miami did get embarrassed in Kansas City, but I don't think anybody's looking around and saying that they were expected to win or should have been expected to win in Kansas City in the elements. But the Dallas Cowboys is the number two overall seed in the NFC this year, getting 48 hung on them by Jordan Love, who got you know taken out of the game after the route was on, and then Dallas kind of closed the gap to the point where Jordan Love had to go back in there and make sure that they could hold on to win. The Dallas Cowboys suffered the most embarrassing loss of the weekend, and their fan base made sure to let everybody know it. Many fans say they're disgusted and want change. Disgusted. I am upset. You feel me? I am from Virginia. 
I flew all the way in today to watch this. I'm sick. Frustrated. We got another Romo on our hands. Choke like I'm disappointed. We need another quarterback, another coach, everything. It don't matter to me. It don't matter. That's how Cowboys fans felt after watching the team implode once again in the playoffs. We need help. We need Jesus. Yes. Many blaming the coaches. Mike McCarthy losing at home against the Packers. A lot. I think legacy gone, man. Like, you won a Super Bowl with the Packers, and then you go take over a new team, and you lose at home against that team. Without Aaron Rodgers. You know, It's that's... embarrassing. Others, the quarterback. No more Dak Prescott. ASAP, new quarterback. Dak, get him out of here. Trey Lance, the next stud. Let's go. Oh, Let's go, man. Rangers. And many fans demanding change. 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5. Who cares when we lose like this to the freaking Packers who shouldn't even be here? It's disgusting. Let's get a real head coach. And if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Fans came from all over and dealt with the cold weather just to watch this mess. We drove far for no reason. Fans say they were fed up and freezing. We're from Florida. We're freezing our ass off. I still here since 10 just to freeze to lose. Not worth it. There was enough blame to go around as the Cowboys suffered one of the most embarrassing losses in the team's playoff history. And now fans are left disappointed once again. At AT&T Stadium, I'm Rebecca Lopez. Back to you. Thank you, Rebecca. So, yes, that is Dallas Cowboys fans going through it after suffering, suffering a humiliating loss. It was probably going to end up with them firing their coach, who is one more year left on his deal after the eighth one-and-done playoff appearance for Dallas since 1998. They've never mattered in my entire life. Well, uh, in, for all but four years of my 30 years of life, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have not mattered. That's the last time that they won a championship was 1996. Uh, since then, they I have only known them to be choking dogs and uh, and con artists and the team that poses as America's team when, in fact, well, I guess you can't really call the Patriots America's team if so much of America hate, has hated the Patriots, but Patriots really were are, are more like I associate the Patriots as America's team way more than I associate the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas has done, like I said, nothing of consequence in my lifetime, even though I know uh, they mean a great deal to many of you. That's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Always appreciate you guys showing up. Stay warm out there. Be safe. If you are moving about, if not, hopefully you're snowed in with friends and family and loved ones. I am uh, I am isolated at the uh, at the palatial rising estate in the middle of all this snow. I don't know if I'm going to make it into the radio station tomorrow, but if not, we'll do it again on Zoom. Hopefully, we'll have the technical difficulties smoothed out, so it's not just me monologuing for three hours the way that it was today, which is not my favorite thing to do, but a lot of you guys showed up to listen to the radio show as well, and that was greatly appreciated. So have a great rest of your evening. Talk to you tomorrow morning, whether I'm in studio or right back here uh, at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. See you guys.